Welcome to the Boss Lady Podcast. Whether you're an entrepreneur climbing the corporate ladder or a work-from-home parent, you are a boss. If you desire to make your life extraordinary, to reach and exceed your personal and professional goals, and learn from other strong leaders, then the Boss Lady Podcast is for you. As an entrepreneur, mother, wife, and former CEO, I share lessons and stories of both personal and professional successes and failures. Join me along with a diverse list of guests as we break down strategies, tools, and techniques that will enhance your career and your life. Together, we will embrace, empower, and educate each other. I am Teresa Rand, and this is the Boss Lady Podcast. So welcome to the Boss Lady Podcast. I am, as I I think you hear me say this all the time, I'm always excited about my guests, but some I get a little more excited about than others. And especially when my guest happens to be someone that's part of our local Boss Lady community, but also a friend of mine for quite a while now. We'll have to talk about how long. But uh, today's guest I thought would be appropriate for anyone who has been to a recent graduation, whether it's high school or college and your kids are moving out uh, or maybe not even moving out, but they're adults in your house. So whatever the case may be. But today we're going to talk about what I call the empty nest syndrome. And I know most of us have heard that, but our guest today has a different name and a different take on that. So I want to say my random thought for the day, if you're a new listener, you know, I always do a random thought uh, to head every podcast and a lot of times on Facebook in the Boss Lady community or Teresa Rand Consulting, you can find everything, but there's always a random thought. And today my random thought is there is life after children. There is life after children. So please allow me to introduce my friend and and, uh, boss lady, Stephanie Mason Teague. Many of you, if you are local, will know her. She's been involved in our community for a long, long time. But if you don't, you're going to learn to know her on this because she has her hands in a little bit of everything. So Stephanie, welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's really great to be here. Yeah, it's good to have you. Now, I know before we get to talking about the empty nest, as I call it, and we'll talk about what you call it, but uh, tell us you're in a brand new role yourself in your professional life. I am. I have been, as you said, in the local community for a very long time. (laughs) Thanks so much for that. But it is true, um, mostly in the cultural arts sector. So I spent a few years at the Cinematique Movie Theater, downtown Daytona Beach. Loved, loved, loved every minute there. And then I moved to the Museum of Arts and Sciences, uh, director of operations there for about six years, and loved every minute there as well. And most recently, actually just last month, I am now the new executive director of the Ormond Memorial Art Museum and Gardens here in my own neighborhood of Ormond Beach. I know that's great. Bob and I went to the beach yesterday for a quick walk and breakfast at a local beach bucket down at the beach. We like to go there and we rode by the museum and we were just in awe at how beautiful it is. So what a great time for you to be new to taking the reins after the last uh, Susan retired. So I know it's going to be great. Can't wait to get over there. I haven't seen it yet inside, but hope to do that soon. But today we want to talk about 
really your unique take and this new endeavor you embarked on, what, two years ago now? Longer than that? How long has it been? I can't uh, actually, it's just been, well, I've been thinking about it for a long time. So <laughs> As we if, all if do. We start then, when I started thinking about it, it's probably been five years ago. Yeah. But if we're just from when I actually launched, I launched in uh, almost a year ago, September. Yeah, that's right. You launched, yeah. I remember you had a, a booth at our first Boss Lady Conference, which is coming up again. For anyone listening that's a Boss Lady, we have an annual conference every September, and the second one is coming up this year. So again, you can go to TeresaRanConsulting.com and find out anything we talk about on this podcast. You'll be able to find there when you uh, after you listen to this podcast. So I always encourage you to do that. But Stephanie, tell us the name of your, I don't, you want me to call it your business, your side hustle, your passion? Because I mean, you do have a full-time job, but you also have this. So yes, all of the above. (laughs) That's Um, what I thought. And it's kind of a funny way to describe it. So you alluded to it. You said, you know, now that we're in graduation, many of us will be joining the Empty Nest Club. And um, that's what actually spurred my idea for this business. And you know, as I said, I was thinking about it for a long time um, before I put it into place. But after my children left, I have two. Mm-hmm. Um, and the second one, who is my daughter, so probably, you know, uh, we were really close. Yeah. Um, she went away to college. And I really thought it would be a lot different than it turned out to be in a lot of ways. And so um, I say that uh, the kids may be gone, but everything else stayed behind, including (laughs) their messy rooms. Mm. So a more accurate description of my current reality is empty mess. M-E-S-S. Yeah. And I love that because it just, it brings up all kind of different thoughts and things. And and it's not, I remember my kids have been gone for a while now, multiple grandchildren, but you never get over that day you walk back in the house and they're not there for like, well, in my case, we had a few boomerangs, but that's a whole nother podcast. But for the most part, they left and might've briefly come back, but left again. And there's just I literally remember waving as my son left with the dog and his stuff and just being, I wasn't sure what was next. That absolutely happened to me. And I wasn't prepared for it. Yeah. I really thought, you know, I've always worked. I've always had creative outlets of of different, you know, art or music or acting or television or so many things that I enjoyed doing, I thought, wow, when the kids are gone, I'll have all this time. I'll be able to do the things I want to do instead of spending my weekends doing the things the kids wanted to do. Um, And it didn't really work out that way for me. I, I, um, you know, and it's kind of, it's a little bit hard to admit because it's so not like me, I was sad. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't know what to do with it. I, and I, I didn't really identify it at first. Right. I, um, I just didn't feel like myself. I didn't have motivation. I was tired. Um, I mean, some people would even say, me, you were probably depressed. Depressed, yeah. And I, 
I had never felt that before. And I didn't, I didn't know what to do with it. Yeah. And I think, you know, there's a misnomer that people that have chosen to work from home and raise their children and not have a career outside of home have a different level of sadness to use your word or missing, but that's not true. I worked, I had hobbies. I I had a life outside of my children, but when I came home at night, they were there or I had to go to the softball game or the cheerleading competition, whatever it was in, in their case. So I often wonder if we don't prepare ourselves more, it, what, what am I trying to say? That you think you're going to be better because you're already busy, as opposed to if your work was your children, you prepare yourself, I think. And, and please, if there's any listeners saying I've got it all wrong, but I know for me, and it sounds like for you, it was a surprise because I thought my life was already pretty full. Uh, well, and I thought, won't it be so great that I can do this other thing right. when I used to be so busy um, doing stuff with the kids? But right. what I realized was, is I was really gaining some of my identity from that. Right. You know, I was Derek's mom. And then I was Madison's mom. Mm -hmm. And that's how I knew people in the community, maybe even more so than as an executive. Yeah. Um, I, I tended to identify with that, that role of being mom. I really felt, and I still feel was my most important job. Absolutely. And I, I really felt like I was accomplishing something when they would have a success. I would have a success when they would learn something new. I was, you know, I, I, I was proud of that and thought somehow I had something to do with it. And so I was gaining some identity from that. And I didn't really realize how much right. until um, I didn't have that anymore. And, you know, they it, it took me a while to kind of figure it out because, you know, we laugh. My, my daughter's been gone six years now. That's <laughs> a wow. long time. Yeah. And I think it took me over a year before I finally admitted, you know what? I am sad and depressed right. and I need to do something about it because, um, it's just not like I thought it was going to be, right. I don't, right. I don't feel like doing all these things that I thought I, I mean, that I know that I enjoyed, but I just didn't feel like doing it. Yeah. So I had to, I had to figure it out. Now, if you're a mom out there and you're listening or a dad, this episode is for moms and dads. I know I have some friends who have said, I did not get sad. I did not get depressed. I I changed their room into my hobby room, my workout room, my whatever. And is there anything wrong with me? So I think it's fair to say we all react differently. So there's certainly nothing wrong with you if you're like, thank goodness they're gone. <laughs> Even though I, you'd love them, we all react differently. So if, if you're out there listening saying, I don't get this, that's okay too. But I would ask you to continue listening and thinking because even though you may be glad they're gone and you've you're happy you have you know free time all of those things i would venture to guess that there's still going to be a moment in time when it hits you that they're really gone whether it's going to the grocery store and 
putting something in the cart that only your son or daughter ate, or it's riding back past the ball field or the school or whatever that they went to, there's going to be a moment in time when it hits you, uh, even if you're okay with it, I think. So I'd be interested to hear from other parents. I thought I was that mom. Mm. I thought I was the mom that was so well adjusted and my kids were so well adjusted. The kids are, the kids are doing great. Yeah. They, you now they didn't come back. And so, <laughs> so that was the second joke. Cause I thought, you know, they, everyone says, oh gosh, they came Don't back. Again, right. you know? I'm like, oh, I wish mine would, yeah. but they didn't, they, you know, well adjusted, doing great. And I was the one. Mm. And I didn't think I would be that way. I thought I was so prepared, so ready. And the truth was, I was lonely. Yeah. And it, it it's it's embarrassing. I didn't yeah. want, you know, I didn't want to tell anybody that. Yeah. You know, when your friends call, how are you doing? Oh, I'm great. Everything's uh, great. Okay. Because that's me. That's, yeah. you know, that was my response to everything. But it usually was. I, um, so being lonely, I wasn't ready for it. And right. so what I did and how, you know, what I did with empty mess was I, I first started writing everything down mm -hmm. and I was writing, um, just an article or a story just about funny things about the kids. And then I was realizing that I was also comparing it to how things are now mm -hmm. and finding the humor in it is really what got me over that hump. I was writing it down and it was like, oh, this is funny. And the, the funny things that happened because the kids were little and they were home. And then the funny things that happen now um, with just my husband. And that was another uh, big eye opener for me, if you will, which again, it sounds kind of ridiculous, but my husband was still there. <laughs> I didn't have that. I was alone. So that's a whole nother conversation. I was alone when my kids first left. But yeah, you look around and go, oh, wait, you're still here. <laughs> he, and he was. He was still there. And so what would have been really easy, and not that I didn't do this, but the easiest thing is to find out or identify everything he's doing wrong. Mm. because I had a lot of time on my hands because I wasn't spending it with the children. And um, it was really easy for me to slide into the habit of criticizing him. Mm. And, you know, he wasn't doing anything right. And, and uh, he, you know, I kind of wanted him, I wanted him to want to do the things I wanted him to do, which nice. of course is ridiculous, but I, that's what I was thinking. Right. And it wasn't a healthy space at first. Um, I realized that I was sad and I was pretty much taking it out on him by telling him everything that was wrong with him. Mm. And I didn't, I didn't want to do that. I didn't want to be that wife. And I didn't, um, I, I just didn't want to be that way. And I realized that when I was writing down the stories of our life, some of the things happened when the kids were little, some of the things happen now at um, home because the children aren't at home and right. life is different. But I reminded myself that I married a pretty great man <laughs> and we really had a lot of great times together. And I had a choice to make. I could focus on the not great things and the fact that I was lonely and my children were gone or that life was new and different and 
I had some really great memories and I could build some new ones. Right. And yeah. That's, that's important. Yeah. Building and that's new what ones. the yeah. empty mess articles are. So I started writing and at first I didn't really know what I was going to do with it. But then I thought, you know, what if I'm not the only one? Mm. What if there are some other moms and dads and even grandparents that are looking at this new title, you know, being an empty nester and thinking this, this isn't what I thought it would be. And maybe sharing my stories would be a kind of, you know, a way to just start the conversation right? Right. and talk to other people and, and commiserate or congratulate, you know, as that may be. And that's really how it's turned out. I'm really having a lot of fun and I, I'm writing one article each week at um, Empty Mess. Yep. And it's emptymess.com, right? That is correct. Yeah. Yes. I, I looked it up today. I had been on there before, but I looked it up again today in preparation. So I encourage you if you're listening and if and if this is you or if you have a friend that you know is going through this, again, you know, I want to just say one more time, there's no right or wrong way to feel. Uh, as, as Stephanie said, whether we're commiserating or celebrating, you know, and it's a little bit of all of it. You know, you're happy. Our job is to raise them to move on. That's our job. But when it comes to an end, it's kind of like, oh, now what? So there's no right or wrong way to feel. I think the purpose of today's show is to know that we've all been there or are there. And, you know, just like everything else, we'll get through it. We'll learn how to adjust to the new normal. And, you know, you said something earlier that reminded me, I was a single mom for about 20 years. So the majority of my kids' lives. So when they moved, it really was, you know, that they were, they were it primarily. But I remember right after that, I took a new job and it was the first time I'd moved without any children in school. I'd moved by myself and it was a lot harder to get connected in a new community without children because I wasn't meeting other moms at school. I wasn't meeting other moms at the ballpark. or And so I had to find other avenues to meet people, to, to get out and do things. And that for a long time were the people that I hung around with. Uh, uh, exactly. Was, you know, and that's why I said I was Madison's mom. I right. was Derek's mom. Right. Because exactly. that's how you knew each other. Right. Um, at least when the kids were very little. And then after a little while, um, they became your kids' friends' parents became right. your friends. That's right. That's And then yeah. your social club, you know, right. we spent years um, seeing each other at the ball field or at right. the play rehearsal or practice or um, and that was my identity. Yeah, and right, absolutely. It was hard. And I think that, um, and that's actually, I'm, I'm going to say that's what I love about Boss Ladies so much yeah. is that it is a way to stay connected with my community, with other women. And it doesn't have anything to do with my children. Yeah. And this right. is the first group that I've difference. joined that doesn't have anything to do with my children and I needed it and I didn't realize how much I needed it until I, you know, you kind of, you can't, you can't, um, improve until you admit that you right. need to or yeah, something exactly. like that. I'm That's not saying right. it just right, but I, I had to realize I was, I was lonely and I needed to make a change. And once I did that and started writing and then, um, 
I've always been an entrepreneur at heart and I wasn't really sure, you know, then you get into all the self-doubt. Who wants to read what I'm writing anyway? Uh, Who cares about it? You know, and then I can just tell you and, and, and other people listening, don't run your ideas by your family. Because <laughs> that may be, it may need to be my random thought because you're amen, amen, amen. Because they'll just tell you everything that's wrong with it. Yeah. And, and usually they say, well, who cares? Who's yeah. going to want right. to read about your stories and your life and your experiences? And I thought, well, I don't, I don't know, you know, so if you listen to the naysayers, you'll never move forward. Yeah. But that was the same thing for me being so lonely and at home. There were a lot of people that wanted to say, well, yeah, your life is right. pretty, you know, your life is over. You know, you don't have anything to do anymore. Yeah. You don't have any meaning. And I thought, well, gosh, I, I, I hope not. I feel like I have a lot left. And Absolutely. It's that, the next act, as they say. Yeah. And yeah. so, and I really, I realized I, I latch on to all the things that I love. So my new favorite one is that 50 is the new 30. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> so, and it's, it's fun once you adjust and you let yourself sit in whatever you're feeling and then you make a plan. It's just like anything else. You know, when stuff happens, you know, plan A doesn't go as planned, then you got plan B. I know when I moved, I was fortunate to work for the YMCA. So it was easier to meet people as opposed to, you know, being in a small office. I could meet people. And then I just joined groups similar to what you said for Boss Lady. I joined women's groups. I joined a political group. I joined, you know, I just started joining things because I knew no one in this town. And, um, but if I had sat home and not done that, I could have easily wallowed in self-pity, but we all have to do it in our own time. So I I think what I would say, and what I, I think I heard you say is sit there until you, you, you need to get out and you might have to push yourself a little bit out of your comfort zone. And I call it expanding your comfort zone, not getting out of your comfort zone, but doing something that becomes part of what you're comfortable doing because you're not alone. As you said, you've found out I read your stories. I listen to your um, video you do every week and and you're not, you know, there's a lot of people that relate to exactly this empty mess syndrome, if you will. And so I, I know we'd been talking about doing the podcast and I thought, you know what? I mean, all, everybody's graduating. This is the perfect time. This is why we haven't been able to do it before now. It was waiting on the stars to align. So again, it's emptymess.com. You can find Stephanie there and you can go to TeresaRandConsulting.com. The podcast will be there. The link to Stephanie's website will be there. And I encourage you, if you are a parent going through this, uh, read her stories and listen to the things she has to say. She has a great sense of humor and a great way of making us all feel like we're in this together. So, Stephanie, thank you. Always good to have a friend on the show. Thank you so much. I really enjoyed talking with you and I would love to um, just say thank you to all the listeners as well. And I'm writing on a platform called Substack 
and you can subscribe and it's free month right on my website. So emptymess.com. I appreciate it so much. Right. Thank you. And, um, you know, it's always when I first started the podcast, I decided to end every episode with my grandfather saying, and more often than not, it really fits in well with a lot of the topics. And I think it does, uh, especially for today's topic of just taking time to understand where you are before you take the next step. But my grandfather always told us to stop and take time to smell the roses. So until we meet again, take care.